0: Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. What would happen if you say what
1: you- Hey ladies, I have missed you since the last time we were together. My name is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him For Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. If you would do me a favor and go to himforher.org, it's H-I-M, a number for her, H-E-R.org. And come look us up. Look at all the shows that we have done. We're, we've done over... How many years of shows? I, I, I can't keep track anymore, but they're just so fabulous. They're your suggestions, as well as I want you to send your topic ideas in. And I've got something fun and special for you as well. If you go to himforher.org and write in the info line, um, I will send you this book on our guests that we have today. We have got Heather Gr- Creekmore. <laughs> I love the applause. Everybody's applauding. Heather Creekmore, and she wrote, compared to who? A proven path to improve your body image. And I got to tell you, ladies, and men, I know you men are listening as well. Um, they We worry about thigh dimples, belly pooch, saggy breasts, stretch marks. We love to see them. No, not on our own bodies. Yikes, that would be silly, but Once in a while, it's not so bad when you look at someone else and they got him on there. So we're going to laugh about that. We're going to have some fun. John, our great producer, is with us. John, you're going to love the show. Jug, I'm glad to be back with you. It's it's always summer when you're back in studio. It's never a dull moment. It's great to see you. And you guys know I'm taking the show on the road. We're you know packing up our big old RV. We've sold our house. We've sold our possessions. We're going in the RV and we're going to do interviews on the road. But I'm really super. Did you know that yet, John? I didn't know that. That was news. Breaking news right there, Shug. Don't cry. You're going to have to come with me, dude. I will a little. We'll have room in the cargo bay. Cool. All right. So anyways, we've got Heather Creekmore with us today, and I am so blessed. Heather, welcome to the show. Oh, Shug, it's so great to be with you. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you with us as well. Body image. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, Heather.
0: Yeah, well, body image is the last thing I ever thought I would be talking to anyone about (laughs) on the radio or in public, right? (laughs) But God has taken me on a journey. And so now I write and I speak, I, I podcast, I blog about body image and comparison issues, specifically for Christian women. I feel like there are a lot of resources out there, but when I was going through my own struggle, I didn't feel like I was getting answers that were meaty enough. And so that's kind of where my ministry journey began. I'm a mom of four. I homeschool. I'm a pastor's wife, but he wasn't always a pastor. I married a Marine fighter pilot. Ooh, <laughs> somehow there's we switch. ended up in ministry. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Wow, that's exciting. Now Tell us the name of the two books that you have out. So compared to who was my first book and my recent release is called the burden of better how a comparison free life leads to joy, peace and rest, you know, and just to interject you guys, I couldn't put this book
1: down. I was laying out in the sun. Uh, It was like 90 degrees. My husband said, what are you doing out there? Because I'm dictating in my phone the questions I want (laughs) to ask her. And I tell you, there's not a page that doesn't have a yellow highlight on it because it really spoke to me. And you know what I love about this book, Heather, is that the first half you really talk about what other women are thinking. Mm -hmm. And it's not an uncommon thought. You know, some things I didn't relate to, others I really related to. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you talk about your own personal story. Um, And then you talk about raising little girls. And so this is what I want to make sure you guys understand. This book is not just for women. If you have a child who happens to have body image issues, um, which you're seeing earlier and earlier, cosmetic surgery is happening earlier in in young girls' lives, as well as, you know, oh, I'm anorexic or I'm uh, uh, bulimic or something. This is a good book, too. Um, this is not a counseling book, but this is a book that reflects the ideas that all women think. And then the cool thing is at the end of the chapter, each chapter, there's a mirror where you get a chance to reflect back and ask questions. It really would be an awesome Bible study, especially a summertime Bible study with a group of women because there's questions in the back of every chapter. So Heather, you did an amazing job. Thank you oh. for putting this book together.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Shug. It's, it's really humbling for me to hear you say all that. Yeah, I loved it. I really enjoyed
1: it. I did. And could you just share with me a little bit, why did you even begin to write this book?
0: Well, you know, like I said, a little bit in my introduction, mm-hmm. I felt like I knew all the Christian answers to body image. I was raised in the church. I went to Christian schools. I went to Christian college. I went to Christian graduate school. Okay. So I knew the Bible. I knew I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I knew I was God's masterpiece. I knew from first Samuel that God looks at the heart, not at the outside. So I knew all of that shook. And yet at the end of the day, I just wanted to be hotter. <laughs> How could I lose weight? <laughs> You know, how can I get my hair just right? How could I get the look? And it was, it was just this big block for me. I mean, I was, I was a good girl. Yeah. I didn't have, I didn't go through this major rebellion. I didn't have a lot of, you know, addiction issues. Like a lot of that stuff wasn't a part of my life. But honestly, the work that God did in my heart when mm-hmm. he showed me what the root of my problem was with body image, I, I was like, oh, wow, no, I am exactly the same. As any addict. It just took a much different look and and sadly, maybe even a more acceptable look, right? In culture and in the church, where like we can get away with this overwhelming desire to, you know, feel like we need to be thinner or prettier. But it had me held hostage in the same way as so many other Mm. compulsions and addictions held hold others hostage. You know, since I've read this book, I, I can't stop
1: thinking about it. So I'm getting ready this morning and I'm looking in the closet and I thought, we're on YouTube. You guys made it much more difficult now that we've gone to YouTube because I got to put makeup on. But it's one of those things where you're like, "What am I going to wear?" And we're talking about body image, and then yet I don't want to think about body image because that's not you know the direction I want to go in. So it's really humorous that you know even at my age. Um, you know, you still deal in battle with different issues. Like we went out to dinner the other night with a couple of friends of ours, long-term friends. And I'm thinking to my, I, I put on a shirt. No, I look too heavy in that. No, I'm going to change that. So mm-hmm. I look better in this. And it, it's not that I'm conceited. God forbid, John, am I conceited? I hope not. Not a bit, sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a scary thought. But it's just that as women, you want to look your best mm-hmm. as every possible time. And, you know, why can't we just let it all hang out and and enjoy life a little bit more? You know, you said that you had on page 32, like I've got every page written down. (laughs) I loved it. Page 32, you talked about that there's a sign by the front door of the gym where you Mm -hmm. had worked that said five reasons to work out. Mm -hmm. And I used to be, uh, I think I was an addict for Mm -hmm. exercise. i really crazy. And um, number one was uh, no more body image problems. Right. I was a thin rail and did marathons. And I still thought that there were muffin tops. I thought there were areas that needed right. to be fixed. Share a little bit about that.
0: Right. And and I was a fitness instructor. In fact, is I became a fitness instructor believing that if I could just be one of those women with like the word instructor on my shirt and you know the little cute headset mic then I would be fixed right because surely those women don't struggle or so I believed and and what I found especially after working in the gyms for I guess almost almost ten years. What I recognized quickly was that body issues have nothing to do with what a woman looks like on the outside. And I mean, in fact, you know, we we read this, we hear this from models and celebrities. But honestly, we kind of have this like, yeah, whatever attitude when we hear the celebrity complain that she thinks she's fat or she thinks she's not pretty enough. It's like I roll. Okay, (laughs) whatever. You don't get it. Yeah, But the truth is that these issues are so much more about what's going on in our heads and our hearts than they are about what we look like on the outside. And so, you know, the gym is it's really a great Petri dish to find, to find women who are struggling in this area. But aside from that, women are struggling all over. Like you said, in your introduction, I, I've yet to meet a woman who is truly free from this struggle, who is never, you know, Never battled this, Mm -hmm. and you know
1: you see that in today's reality TVs. Mm -hmm. You know you've got the Biggest Loser, you've got Extreme Makeover, you got Weight Loss Edition type reality shows, Um, and it's it's just amazing how that's the focus. Especially you had mentioned in your book too. You look at the beginning of the year, January second. It's all about turning the TV on and finding out the latest, greatest ways to lose weight and keep your uh, your command commandments. What's the word I'm looking for when you? When your, you make a- Your resolutions? Resolutions. That's right. John, do you ever do any weight loss resolutions after the first of the year? Yeah. You don't need to.
0: Oh, I did a couple of years ago. Lost yeah. the weight
1: and having it to do again. Oh, good. Uh, done. Lost like one 45 pounds. Yeah. One, you know, that's just wrong. You know, my husband could just like cut out one item and lose like 10 pounds. I'm like, that is just wrong. Okay. So I digress. I digress. I <laughs> Back to my wonderful guest. I love, uh, on another page you said, we lack money, to. some of us lack money to tithe or time to serve in a local congregation. But we have a personal trainer and a closet full of designer Mm -hmm. jeans. Something is wrong. Beauty wins. Share a little bit on that.
0: Yeah. So this is really about where our treasure lies, right? And we know from the Bible where, you know, Jesus talks in Matthew about, you know, where your treasure lies, your heart will be also. Mm -hmm. And so it's really easy for us to be like, oh, that person's greedy and they treasure money or, (laughs) you know, all these other things that we can pick out in other people. But honestly, for me, it was, I treasured beauty. That's where my money went. That's where my time went. And and candidly beyond just time spent like in the gym or planning my next diet, time in my head, it was my thought life, right? These thoughts were coming every hour. Sometimes it felt like every minute of every hour, there was not a a long stretch of time that went by without my thoughts going back to how can I change my body? What do I need to do to look better, to look different, to change something? And so that's where my treasure was. And I think for a lot of us, it's it's a subtle, sneaky way that the enemy kind of distracts us without us even knowing we're being distracted. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, you know, I love that point that you bring up. The enemy will change
1: our focus mm-hmm. instead of focusing on the Lord. Um, you know, he's got us focusing on ourselves. And, you know, you talk quite a bit in your book as well about self-esteem and what we're doing to our children and building them up. Um, in fact, it's where like everybody wins and everybody wins everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> but yet we don't start to appreciate the uniqueness. I loved that you pulled that out in the book. Um, that uniqueness that each of us have, ladies, moms, you got to get this book because it's so helpful mm-hmm. when it comes to raising your children and changing the focus. And you know, mm-hmm. you talked about princesses. I could go on and on. Can you tell John? I'm excited <laughs> about this book.
0: <laughs> That's good. You're passionate. Yeah,
1: I am. I love it. So you talked about princesses in your book as well and that it boils down to the closer to the throne of the kingdom of God then our true princess self comes out. Um mm-hmm. but yet you Disney and everybody else and Barbies and you know they've got us all disillusioned with the perfect body and and everything else. So um I just praise you for this book. It's an excellent oh, book. You too. know, in a in Proverbs it says charm is deceitful mm-hmm. and beauty is in vain, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. And again, that's from Proverbs thirty-one thirty. 30. Um, I just rest in that. I just thought that was amazing. You know, and you're funny. I, gotta, I just got to share a little. You're <laughs> hilarious. You guys get to pick up this book. And I'm laughing through it and I'm totally relating to it. So um, you said in your book, my heart is like a memory foam mattress. <laughs> Can you share a little bit why you said that?
0: Yeah, you know, I just, I feel like I'm constantly being dented with... Oh, you know, I should be like this. Oh, it should be like this. And, you know, just as, as much as I intend to be stand firm and resolved and I'm just going forward for the Lord. It's like, Ooh, but that's kind of shiny. <laughs> <Like> maybe, <laughs> maybe I need that in my life. And, and so, yeah, just, you know, just all the different ways that, that we are tempted to, to follow things that aren't Jesus. There's a lot of them, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Awesome, I love it. And you know one of the great points you made too is um, let's compare what it's like when we esteem our Savior, when mm. we show our children that Jesus is the only one worth praising, mm. then we fill them with solid understanding of the gospel, humility and God's great worth and not our own. Jesus is the only lasting treasure. Esteeming anything else or anyone else doesn't offer permanent solution. I mean, praise God for that comment. I thought you were just spot on mm-hmm. with, your, with your thoughts. How many kids do you have?
0: I have four. And, and, and are they all daughters or sons? Or? I, have, I have one girl and three boys, but I had four kids, four and under. So and, they were all, <laughs> they're still all close in age. And how old are they? My oldest is 14, my daughter's 13, and oh, then I've oh, got an 11-year-old and a 10-year-old. You're right in the thick of it. <laughs> right. We will
1: be praying for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I told my husband we had the perfect marriage until we had teenagers, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's it's always a challenge. So share a little bit about, do you see a difference between male and female, uh, you know, you've got both in your family, mm-hmm. um, in their esteem issues and their body image issues?
0: You know, somewhat, but, but candidly, I... It's this is on the rise with boys. Like I don't think it is fair for us, even you know scientifically <laughs> backed for us, to just worry about our girls anymore. I am getting messages from 16 year old boys where I'm like, really, why why'd you pick me <laughs> to reach out to? Like I, I'm the middle aged woman, but you know boys that are struggling in this area just as much as girls, and so in in our house I've seen it a little bit, um, actually more so from my son, just cruel comments made by, you know, by another kid at school. Uh, we do homeschool, so we're somewhat sheltered, but you know, we go to a mega church Mm -hmm. and so they're, they're with a lot of other kids a lot of the time. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I think the messages of our culture, the messages of Instagram, right. The pressures that our kids are under are, are just a completely different ballgame now. And it's affecting boys and girls. You know what I'm just thinking? This is really an un untalked about topic. Boys and and body image. Mm. Maybe that's your next book. Well, I actually am just launching a men and body image section on my website this week. Oh, well (laughs) hey listeners, I did not know this. This is not a setup. I, I've had so many men reach out and I'm just like, I got nothing for you. <laughs> like, you know, I, you could read my book and I've had a lot of men respond well to my book, but I just really felt like they needed a man to shepherd them. So I reached out to an author friend who had this as an issue close to his heart too. And so he's just started writing for my blog and so are going go there. Tell our
1: listeners, where can they find your blog? Where can they can find be, this
0: information? Sure. It's compared to me and right on the front page, there's a link for men. There's also a link for teens. And then there's a link for just about anything you struggle yes. with: aging, weights, whatever your deal. We've got it all covered.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw that on that. I thought that was so fascinating. You know, all the things that you have on there, uh, you can click on. I I did click on the aging one. I gotta say, I clicked on it. It was a wealth of information. In fact, as I'm looking through this, Heather, I'm like, uh, "There's a show. There's a show. There's a show." I mean, you know, there's you could just it, there's just so much. Uh, you know, so much information there that, that all of our listeners would love to go, to hear from. So you guys do me a favor, go to her website, check out, click on the links. They're just so helpful. And body image is something, and you're lying if you're saying, no, I don't have an issue with body image. <laughs> um, body image it impacts everybody. So let me ask you this question then, Heather. Why do you think, no, I'm going to rephrase it. Is there anyone who can escape the clutches Of what the enemy is trying to do in body image?
0: You can. I mean, otherwise, freedom would be impossible and that would contradict God's word, (laughs) right? So we can. That was the right answer. (laughs) Effort, right like it, it is definitely not something we can passively expect to just fade away right there. There are too many messages and yeah. you know a guest I had on my show one time phrased it like this. So I'll give him the credit but he said we have to decide every day whether or not we are going to believe the world's definition of beauty or the words definition of beauty mm. and, and you know and just straight up if you're spending your 10 minutes in the word every morning but you're spending 10 hours on Netflix and Instagram and all the things it's gonna be pretty hard <laughs> for the words definition of beauty to speak louder than the worlds like you're gonna have to be intentional about that you're yeah. gonna have to be you know paying attention to those thoughts you hear what triggers are coming at you when you're and Instagram, do you suddenly start to feel like you're fat? Well, maybe that's a problem. <laughs> maybe you've got to cut out some Instagram. Yeah. So there's there's all kinds of things we can do to protect and find the freedom that I believe Jesus offers us. You know, you
1: talk about a lot about comparison in your book. Uh, you know, it, it, you know that phrase, I don't know if you that this particular phrase in your book, but you always hear comparison kills. Mm-hmm. And I believe that as well, especially when God made us uniquely individual. In 1 mm-hmm. Samuel, it says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance Mm -hmm. or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man Mm -hmm. sees on the outward appearance, but the Lord sees on the heart. And I really want you friends to just grasp that and rest in that as well. And you know, I work with prisoners, as you know. Him for Her has a, a, several initiatives that deal with women inside a prison and out. And a lot of them have dealt with sexual abuse, um, mm-hmm. trafficking, etc. Um, and you address that a little bit in your book. Can you share with your, our listeners what you said?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, there, there are still ways to find freedom, even in these areas where you are still working on healing, mm-hmm. right? Because that, that it's a process, right? And, and so I, I definitely believe that there is healing and freedom available, but it, it may just require digging digging into and going to some places that, you know, are, are hard to visit. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, Good words of wisdom. And ladies, um, I know you listen in prison. So thank you. A shout out. Miss you. Can't wait till the prisons open up again. Uh, But you know, you you give us five steps. um, Mm. And I just want to take each one just for a brief, you know, 15, 20 seconds each. Tell us a little bit about the best success story. Step one.
0: Yeah. Step one is seeing that the lie we are told by culture is that beauty will save us, right? The biggest loser, that whole show is about going from a place of where you're in a hell to meeting a savior, Bob, Jillian, whomever the hot body trainer of the season is to finding freedom and really what is the world's definition of salvation Mm -hmm. and being able to wear cute clothes and run marathons, right? It is a salvation story that we are sold by culture. Mm -hmm. And so step one is recognizing that's not where real salvation comes from. (laughs) Jesus's salvation is much more effective (laughs) than that. And step two, you mentioned reality check. Right, right. And, And I think that is just about being real with where you're at. Right. Because a lot of times are what the scripture tells us the heart is deceitful. <laughs> Who can know it? Right. Like we can. Oh, my word. The, the women I work with, we start off sometimes. with, I'm just trying to be healthy. It's like, OK, maybe you are. But let's talk about why you spend so much time and money trying to be hotter.
1: The heart of it. Amen. Right. Step three, death by comparison.
0: Yeah. And and that's just my, my quick overlook overview of how comparison is not helping anyone out. Yeah. Right. Comparison just keeps us stuck. And most of the time we don't know the backstory of that woman we're comparing ourselves to. We have really just objectified her. We've taken one aspect of her life and we've decided we're going to compare this aspect mm-hmm. of our life to this aspect of her life. And mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just not helpful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you talked about a TED talk. We're not going to refer to that too much right now, Mm -hmm. but but where a model was on. And she talked Mm -hmm. about uh, Cameron, right, where she talked Mm -hmm. about how don't be a model, you know, that Mm -hmm. that some of them really struggle with um, identity issues and self-esteem and and, and they're constantly trying. So it's it's really a lose lose unless we're, you know, holding ourselves up to the Lord and how he created us each so uniquely. Step four, diet,
0: clothes and shows we love. Yeah, that's about changing your habits, right? It is one thing to say, okay, I'm gonna turn and 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 find a new way, right? I see that I've got a sin issue in my heart here. I've been chasing a body image idol and shook. That's something I didn't even know existed. Yeah. But but once you've done that, that is that's you're you're on the road. But then you've got to take a hard look. What are you watching that's yeah. causing thoughts in your head and your heart that are not healthy nor holy? And and really just taking a harder look at the habits that you have that are keeping you stuck.
1: Oh, and the last one, I'm going to just touch on don't fight alone. Um, We know that that talks about being together and being one in the body of Christ. We're going to address that in the next segment. Would you hang on with me, please, Heather, and join us in the next segment. We're also have a special guest who's coming on with us and, and giving us a whole new perspective from a different generation. Heather, will you join us? absolutely can't wait my friends my name is Shugbury and I'm with him for her ministries women's hot topics we got here but we also have five initiatives in our ministry and of course that is radio It's speaking and going around to different uh, women's conferences, et cetera, sharing the love of Christ, bringing the gospel to the darkest corners of the world through the third initiative, which is prison ministry, prison mentoring, where we walk with women leaving prison, as well as prison housing, which is called a revive home. Um, We're taking it on the road, friends. We're bringing it to cities across the United States. So if you know of a church, a community, a prison that you want to bring this mentorship program to, would you please find us on himforherministries.org. Forget, and write in the info comment and I would love, love, love to reach out and work with you. But the most important thing, the number one thing that you need in your life to realize your purpose, why you were created the way you were, is the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a simple request, Jesus, come into my heart and lead me for the rest of my days. This is Shugbury. You know I love you over in doubt.